That's a G chord, guys, but it's in a standard D tuning. Welcome to the Corridor <laughs> Digital Podcast, and uh, Sam and I are going to take it away. Ready, Sam? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Standard chords, but they're a little bit lower than you've heard. That's because it makes the song a little darker. Guys, wow, welcome back. I mean, that is not my best intro, but it's also not my worst, so I will take it. Um, listen, people have been asking about the banjo lately, and I gotta say, um, it's right over there, and that thing is very intimidating. Um, I've been trying to learn more. Uh, but in between, um, you know, making videos, uh, you know, there's, there's a slice of time. Plus I got that civil war novel that I got to get through. So, you know, yeah. there's only so much time in, in the day a man can spend learning banjo. I hear uh, it's yeah. easier when you drink a bunch of PBR first. Yeah. Well, that's what the Coors Light is for. So <laughs> yeah. he's, he's working his way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot of time to learn it. And honestly, these days, not, not a lot of places to play it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could play it. Hey, actually, I saw some guys playing it on the streets of Seattle, and they were pretty good. I bought one of their records. Oh, nice a little street they record. They were called actually. record player. The, yeah, uh, sorry, one of their CDs. <laughs> they were called the. Um, oh man, I wish I could remember. The, the hundred year old men. No, no, I have to look it up. They were called the hundred year old men. No, they were called the. Uh, they played this really funny song. Banjo Boys um, and the Bingo Bongos. Yeah, it was basically that. Um, I can't but remember their name. They're, they they're were inspiring. great. I, I, see, I want to. I want to give out their, the name of their band because it's they had a really great song. But I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it when you guys are talking about something else. I'll look it up. Was this <laughs> just in like the streets of Texas somewhere? Or no, this was on the streets of Seattle. Oh, in Fisher, what is that place called? The oh, the Fisherman Wharf or whatever. Yeah. Y- yeah. The um, Crab Village. <laughs> Crab Village. No, they the have one that that's main... like right there on the bay and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. All... The tourist, the tourist Pike, attraction. Pike, Pike Market, Pier. yeah, Pike Market Pike, or something. Pike's like that. place. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was called. <laughs> um, so, yeah. anyways, who, who do we got today? We got we got Sam as always. Right. Yeah. Sam. Okay. Yeah, that's not, I'm the old standby. <laughs> and no, then we the got, I, I guess we both are. And then we got Christian. Yep, yep, I'm here. Also and switching we got cameras. Nat as well. Yep, I'm most unfortunately. No, we got everybody <laughs> in the house today. We're mixing it up. Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Nat, you're in the new studio. I am. Welcome. How so, do you feel about it? Uh, I get a corner. That's all I asked for. I just mm. wanted a corner, so... Can you move that camera at all? Can they? Can the people? Yeah, show the people what they want to see. See? Yeah, sure. At, can at all? Windows. Here's a window. Black rectangles. Here's. Yep. Man, yep. we need some art in there. Look. Oh well, I got. I, I have some art. Over That's why she okay. wanted that corner, you know. Yeah, we did do need to make, decorate it. Did you make that art? Absolutely not. It's <laughs> by a artist named Conrad Rosa. I am unfortunately not talented in that specific realm. Because, well, you're pretty talented with building stuff. I mean, that's how we originally started working with you, was uh, through fabrication. Prop building. Yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something we should get back to, you know? To do uh, prop making? 
Yeah, like, I mean, well, think about it. Like, the Node channel, right? So if you guys don't know, Nat's been brought in to run things on Node. And we've been working with her for, I mean, how long has it been now? Almost um, half a year at this point. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, you know, everything we're doing on that channel, there's, I feel like there's an element where we could bring in some more experimentation with stuff like building insane props and stuff that would be really fun for people. Yeah, and um, I mean, I, I think in some ways, like, I've tried to do that, like the, the one-button controllers and uh, Pinewood yeah. Derby and stuff like that, but yeah, uh, when you're making two videos a week, it's uh, kind of hard to also bounce out, like, a, 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 yep. a really, really great invention. You know? Here's an idea. Here's an idea for that, okay? We do Node's great inventions, or maybe it's just Nat's great inventions, and we do it on, uh, we do it on the website. Mm. And then um, we, we get the money together from the subscribers. We green light it. Let's we get green those producer points idea. in there. Yeah, to make a crazy whatever we want to make. And then we drop the episode on the website, and then after it's been on the website for like maybe a month or longer, then we drop it on YouTube or we tease it yeah. on YouTube. So, I mean, we've kind of sort of done that. I, I've built a few things on the website at this point, and uh, we made a little, little video about it. So if you want to see me building a fight stick, That's I, true. I did do that. Yeah, but this is that was like, you know, that was like the seedling of the idea. Now I'm talking mm. about, you know... Yeah, how, how how tall can we build this tower? Oh dang! Well, I have a bunch of things that I want to build. If you want to pay for them, Jake, I'm absolutely actually. Down. It's the people. We need those producer points back. It's it not up. me. It's all it's up to me. the people. Okay, yeah, it's, well, we... okay, okay, corridor fans. I would like <laughs> I would like to build a one to one replica of the bride sword from Kill Bill with every single individual detail, all imported from Japan, all the correct parts. <laughs> oh, so man. contribute wow. contribute all your points. To uh, this idea that we're definitely going to put on the green light page immediately, <laughs> and I will, I will build that sword, and I will, I will, I will film the whole she thing. Will with wield it. it. I really like that idea. I mean, it seems totally over the top and unnecessary, but at the same time, maybe we could give it to somebody really, really cool. Well, and it's a good exploration into like movie prop, film, you know, prop making and film. So, like, it's that, really, that too. Know, really cool. Really yeah. cool to see it come together. Um, Sam, do you have any swords that you've really wanted to build? I mean, I know you're you're a man, you're a, you're a blade man. Yeah, I am, but not not not. I don't know, not 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 in the swords like I used to be. I'm more into the exotics. I mean, you got me into swords, and you I mean, got me into blades. Swords are cool. I mean, but you know, you start going for the blunt weapons and axes and stuff like that. <laughs> It's kind of become my jam these days. The ones that really, you know, make an impact. Not not just yeah. the simple slice, but the ones that get really messy. Well, yeah, the stuff, we'll make... the stuff that you hold when you're filming, you're taking your, like, metal album, like, photo cover, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, mm -hmm. like those ones. Like, long, we'll make, long a, we'll make Sam clubs. a Norse Mjolnir just to, just to, like, wield around and bust desks I whenever mean, he's... That would yes. be pretty sweet. That'd be a... You keep that in your car or when you get <laughs> yeah. road rage. You just like one little pop goes right into the engine. <laughs> Maybe what you know, like a four-pound hammer, like one that's like not too heavy, you know. Well, Maybe like, like a six-pound. When we were in Texas, we we were, we 
we ha- we bought like what a couple thousand <laughs> dollars worth of medieval weapons <laughs> that are just sitting in Jake's garage or something. Yeah, and, they're still there. <laughs> like we're, we're going through them all, and they're all really cool. But there's this one that's just like stupid because it's like a steel pipe with like a like a welded like just like this five or ten pound ball just on boom. the end. There's yeah. no spikes. It's just a steel ball on a pipe. <laughs> With a leather handle, and it was just like fascinating. Because so that was so I borrowed brutal. that from a guy. There, there's this guy named his his nickname is Knox, uh, <laughs> and uh, he he has a small um, like fabrication sort of you know situation going on in his garage, and around the side of his house he's got a forge, a mini forge. Oh yeah, of course. Um, of course. So yeah, so he 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 I, I believe he made that himself. I don't I don't know if he actually made the the uh, the metal, but he he bought the metal and then he turned it into that. He welded it and he and he polished it and he ground it down and he, he made that whole thing, um, because he makes some of his other swords and stuff too. Well, don't, um, don't, don't tell him what I did with it then. <laughs> see, the thing is, no. I, see, I, when I first met him, so I'll, so Sam, we're. I'll tell this. I'll tell what you do with it first, and then I'll tell why that doesn't matter. Yeah, I need to know this. Like, you can't just you can't just say that and then like I mean, leave me out of the loop. Sam was I really mean, excited to have it in hand. Though. I mean, I just got it, and I started like grunting like a caveman, and I we were outside, and so I started like grunting, and I just like walked off into the woods trees. with this thing, and I just started like beating trees with this thing as hard as I could. Like, yeah. Kind of dent them. Uh, all I mean, didn't do much to the trees. It's like a blunt weapon. It's not going to cut down a tree, but. And then you know. Jordan started filming us. <laughs> Jordan started filming us on her phone, and then I and then I walked up with a stick, and we started acting like monkeys, like around a tree, going like. <laughs> yeah. He was great and, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, but it seems like it could take the beating. It didn't. Not, oh no! Even a scratch on it. That thing was okay, solid so, for sure. So that's what I mean because he all the stuff that this guy gave to me, I originally I, I so I'll tell the story. Um, we were gonna film this medieval piece, and I'm out in Texas. We were gonna film it out here, so I'm new to the area. So I called up our buddy Adam Lyons, and I was like, "Hey, um, do you know? You, you know, you were Robin Hood at the." <laughs> at the Sherwood Festival Fair. So, you know, who who do you know that can help us put this together? So he calls his couple of buddies and he puts me in touch with them and he's like, okay, you're going to go see this guy, Knox. Uh, and I show up and I'm like, I drove all the way to Round Rock, which is like an hour and a half away from here. And uh, I show up at his house at like 8.30 in the morning or 9 in the morning. And uh, he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, um, so you got the stuff? And he's like, yeah, I got some stuff. And we walk up to this room. And he's, got, and he's got this whole room with, like, suits of armor and, like, all this leatherworking stuff. And it's just, like, his little playhouse. Um, and he's got this giant suit of armor. And, I, and I'm being really dainty with everything because I don't know, like, I don't know him. And it's, like, it all looks really expensive. And it looks like he put a lot of hard time and money and work into it. But the thing about the, a lot of those guys, especially the guys that make stuff theirself, themselves, they want to have it hold up to hardship. Uh, so they'll, they'll make it with pads. All the stuff that he built, he built for himself. He, he can put it on with a full underneath uh, armoring mm-hmm. cloak. And he's got all the layers and he's got all the padding on the inside. And so they'll take those aluminum swords and they'll hit each other. Like, <laughs> like you know. full LARP action. I, I don't know if it's like full, like, you know, you, you killed my brother <laughs> full, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. 
so hard that some of its some of the armor that he had is dented. Um, oh man! Yeah, you've seen battle. Yeah, yeah I, I, I legit am kind of jealous of like <laughs> the people who get into like jousting as a as a hobby. Because like they're just like out there in full armor. They they have like yeah. that that plate there. But if you miss, like that's like that's like real armor, and you have to like, have it bounce off. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And and he's one of those guys. He I, I believe he's not jousting anymore because he's I think he's in his fifties. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Good up call. until like he was in his late forties, he was still jousting um, on horseback. Well, well, does he take commissions? Uh, like for like if Sam wants to him? get a custom made something. If I wanna, if I want a custom oh, steel rod okay. and ball, probably. <laughs> so, so the guy, the, the guy. That's his, what they're called. They're called bangers, right? Yeah, they're just bangers. <laughs> hey, can I? Uh, I think can it's I a mace, spike? right? A mace without yeah, the spikes. I, I technically, think, technically, it's I like a blunt. A it's like a blunt mace. Um. So, uh, I, again, we, we've done, like, three medieval shoots, and every time we do a medieval shoot, I learn more and more and more. Um, but, uh, yeah, he might be able to hook you up, man. I mean, he's he's a medical guy during the day. He, he does, like, uh, radiology and stuff, so... Um, oh, wow. he, he Yeah, he's he's out there curing cancer when he's not pushing people <laughs> off horses. Uh, it's pretty pretty. What ridiculous. a character. Yeah. Um... Is this the guy so, that lives in the or like works out of a castle? Is this no, the same guy? so yeah, so that's the guy that owns uh, the Sherwood Forest Fair, and he is also uh, an amazing dude. Um, I'll I'll tell. We're telling stories. I'll tell a little story about him. So he, uh, so Adam put me in touch with him, and then he's like, yeah. So he's the guy with the armory mm. that owns the armory, the sword shop that I bought all those swords from. So I had to go buy all these swords because we needed to light some on fire and we needed to cut some in half. And, and again, yeah. I went I went to this guy's sword shop and he's got like real ones, which they call sharps, and he's got uh, aluminum ones, which, you know, they just, I don't know what they call those uh, f- fighting or stage swords. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm going through this inventory and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should tell this guy that I'm going to like cut one of these in half. And I was like, I mean, so... You know, I'm kind of, so I kind of ask, like, so how durable are these things? Like, we want to light one of them on fire. Do you think, like, that would be, you know, do you think, how do you think it would take it? And he's like, oh, hey, they're your swords, man, once you buy them. <laughs> True that. So then uh, I got into the whole, like, detail of exactly, like, okay, we want to cut this one here. You know, we want to light this one on fire. It's going to have to be handheld. It's going to have to be tall and flaming. Um, and he was awesome. And then... Um, the other day, uh, when I went to return the stuff, I went to his house in, uh, uh, like, near Round Rock also. And um, he lives in this, like, giant stone house on a river. Um, and <laughs> I walk in, yeah, I walk in and, like, uh, he's, he's got, like, this giant atrium that has uh, this, this, this oak, like, paneling on the top and like uh what, what do you call it uh crown crown molding and uh then there were these double doors that opened up to the river and it like leads down this gentle hill and then this this couple comes walking up with a with a raven 
and 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 this guy's like Wait, holding a rape. Like no, the bird. Like just yeah, a bird. A giant, yeah. And, and there's like this kid with a dog, and there's like he, I didn't know he was gay. His his husband's right there, and he's like, hey, this is my husband, because he had kids, so I just assumed. But and he's, I'm like, cool. And then this person comes walking up with a raven, and this dog comes up to me, and I'm like in this. I'm immediately immersed in like a medieval castle wonderland. There's like a there's like a wow. good crossover between people who are way too into medieval things and like goth people who happen to own ra- ravens so i'm pretty sure that's just like the intersection oh yeah and then gay people are like kind of like within that circle too it was the intersection of and i was like man you guys are just living the dream down here like you and then the raven okay so then they had they had the raven and then the dog and the, he ca- the, the raven do- cast the spell <laughs> the raven started talking to you <laughs> so, so, okay so the raven can talk Wait, oh my god for- yeah the raven can like mimic mimic words like a parrot um, and then the raven got scared because the dog, like, kind of, you know, like, charged it or whatever. And the raven was on a leash. It was on one of those, like, expandable uh, dog leashes. And, and then the raven, the, the dog leash snapped. And the raven, like, flew up into a tree. And then, uh, and then it flew off. And they were like, oh, crap, the raven's gone again. And uh, apparently it's happened before. And so then... We, we had, you know, I, I delivered the stuff, and, and I was there for a little while, and then, like, the the, the girl that owns the raven was like, hey, so um, I'm, I think I'm going to call animal control because, like, maybe somebody picked him up or something, or maybe somebody saw a talking raven. It seems like a pretty rare thing. So then they call they call animal control, and they're like, hey, uh, uh, you know, I got to just ask, uh, you, you didn't happen to come across a talking raven, did you? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's here with us. We found him. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. What a it, it was like, situation. Yeah. And then they went and picked up the raven. It was so... Who turns in a talking raven to animal control? That's insane. I, I think somebody called and then, you know, they were like, hey, this like, raven's dude, this obviously is... got an owner. There's this um, bird it's... talking in my garden. <laughs> yeah, there's this bird talking. Like, typically I wouldn't call about a regular raven, Hello, but this one's there's talking. there's an ominous bird in my backyard <laughs> screaming things at me. I'm really, really afraid. Yeah, it was... Oh, my God. That's the yeah. moment at which, like, the animal control control guys, like, go out to the to the mission, and then they, they're, they're, like, the ones who get killed first in the horror movie. Right. Yeah, totally. By the talking raven. Um, so that was an experience and I just like, and then they've been super cool. Like, uh, the guy that owns the fair has just been amazing. He's like, yeah, if ever you guys want to come out here and film, if you ever, you, you know, you want to borrow anything, if you need a standing army of, uh, you know, of people, we'll get it together. Um, so let's get it together. Let's get it together. Yeah, that sounds awesome. We really should. Um, yeah, they've just been super cool and, uh, I definitely want to do something big with them because, um, why not? Sounds like yeah. an awesome resource to have. Yeah. Good All connection. Right. Well, I know what I'm doing next summer. <laughs> He's, I'm, I'm writing a freaking medieval short, and we're going to Texas. No, 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 I'm, no we're going to the freaking Texas Renaissance Fair. That's what we're doing. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yo, in the, in, uh, so he started an ale company that they sell at the fair, and apparently the ale company is blowing up right now. And so basically there's we have free mead if uh oh, damn it. if we want to go gosh damn it uh, what, yeah. what's the name don't of threaten this place? me with the good time um it is called uh let me look real quick i've never um, been to a red fair i, I, I don't want to totally get it wrong down to try check it out 
Oh dang, it's a it's a visual experience, Christian. I and know. I mean, I've the heard one down here is actually pretty good. I've heard tons of stories from Carmichael and Sam and stuff. I would, I mean, that sounds oh, like great. my childhood dream. So I would totally it's, be down. It's super fun, and you will regret it if you don't dress up. Oh okay, no, I gotta go. Here, full here. on, you gotta do something. It's, it's called Thorin's Mead. Thorin's Mead. This is the yeah. guy that that also has the castle and all this stuff. He started a mead company. Yes. You're telling wow. me you're telling me we could get mead probably shipped to the studio <laughs> on like a monthly basis <laughs> and we're not taking advantage of this whatsoever. Listen, you know, I, I, I didn't even think of that, but now that you've brought it up, I feel like I'm obligated. If you want some promotion of the mead, man, let's work it in. Let's figure yeah. it out. Yep, that's what <laughs> that's the reason. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Hello, everyone. It's that time in the episode where I tell you about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. If you've been listening to this podcast, you already know they sponsor this podcast all the time. And you don't need to thank me, okay? Thank them for making this podcast possible because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this or at least not as much. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Let's just let me get your ear for a second. First and foremost, Storyblocks is the one-stop shop for creators and businesses alike when they're looking for a complete unlimited list of stock elements to use in all their projects and videos. Now, what does that mean? It means that they have images, they have video, they have audio assets, they have motion graphic assets. They've got high quality 4K across their entire library. They're constantly updating it so you never have to worry about searching for one thing, using that footage, and then never being able to use Storyblocks again. They've got all the little bells and whistles that you're going to need when you're editing a project and you get to that point and you realize, Oh, I need a pickup shot for this. Check out Storyblocks first. It might save you the time and the energy. Now, the best part about Storyblocks is that they have an unlimited all-access plan, which allows you to download as much as you want from their site whenever you want and to use it in all different manner and sorts of content. That means whether it's a YouTube video that you're monetizing or even if you're making something for another client and it's going to be in a commercial or something like that, you can use Storyblocks for that purpose. That's the best part. That's why we love them at Corridor Digital. Not only does does it save our business hours, but it also just makes the whole process of finding the right site for B-roll and other stock assets a heck of a lot more enjoyable. Head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to check it out. The rest will take care of itself. Your video will finish itself. Just head on over there, drop in some footage, and boom, out comes a video. Storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. Once again, huge thanks to them for sponsoring. Can't say enough good things about them. Um, should, should we get back to that podcast now or... All right, let's go. Seriously, let's go. So so 2021, which leads me into the next topic, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about. But Sam, I mean, that could be on the table. We could do a medieval uh, piece. And and go to the Ren Fair. And go to the Ren Fair. And then, um, you know, there's got to be a way to work in, like, some tournament games for Node. You know? Like, we we show up and we do some... Yeah. Dang, I want to have you guys joust. If you, I want to, I want to have you guys learn to joust in like some capacity. <laughs> oh, we have to do all like the fun like peasant games. Like yes, the tur- yes, the peasant racing. games, but jousting, racing, Sam. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam, am I am I really doing my job if I don't put you and Nico on horses <laughs> with giant jousting poles in yes. armor? Like yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like within the description of like everything that I need to do. Yeah, like we have full you know, access severing to our spines and getting concussions. Yeah, totally. like yes, right right off off yes, full yeah. speed. finally. Right Look, on, now you understand. <laughs> we'll, we'll use like uh, flexible poles, okay. and then we'll put padding on them. So it'll be more like American Ninja Warrior, 
You know, just dre- you know let's uh, just dress up some scooters like horses. And, one, and wheel, just, one wheel jousting. We did we that. Did that. We did yeah. That. Oh. I, you have thing. to be on the horses, okay? And then we'll paint we'll paint the the the, um, the lances to look to look real, you know. Mm. And and then it'll it'll look all legit, but your chances of severely injuring yourself will be a little bit lower. Like the filmmaking okay. approach, you know, safe but looks good, you know. The whole, yeah, the whole nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Okay. And then we'll have a jousting tournament. So we got jousting. We've got obviously there's axe throwing. I mean that one's kind of cliche, but archery. Um, Ar- archery. Classic. Uh, yeah. Spear throwing. Spear we were gonna we were gonna have a, a node archery competition eventually, so that's exciting. Yeah. We should do spear throwing for sure. That's something oh, we've sure. never done. Spear throwing is pretty pretty fun. And not just how far you can throw it, but like accuracy. But, like, you, no, yeah. you hit a target. Yeah, like hit it's a like target. Archery. Like closest yeah. to the yeah. closest to the bullseye with a javelin. Totally. Instead. No, you yeah, you got to do axe, it that way. Axe throwing. Yep. Those are good. Yeah. And then just straight up duels. And then just straight yeah. up one on ones, dude. What about like is log rolling? Does that can we do log rolling and like armor? That's kind of a mashup. Like. <laughs> it's not quite is medieval. That, uh, I feel like that's uh, that's more of like a like a southern kind of deal. Well, like see, a, te- log- technically it's like a lumberjack an, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an out, it's like an outdoor games kind of deal. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so a buddy of mine that I used to run track with in high school, uh, what used to be the log rolling champ, the log rolling champ, <laughs> yeah, of all. Uh, what, you know, still, the region. Like, still, no, still chainsaws like sponsors the, 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 the national lumberjack competition or whatever. Yeah. And so he was the champion of, of the whole of that thing. competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but log rolling could be, I mean, it sounds fun. It sounds yeah. medieval. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I know a guy who's, um, one of my, uh, my neighbors. From uh, Stillwater, moved to Montana and then to Alaska, where he got into timber sports professionally. Are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> I know you guys are both talking no, about. Probably not. What was about, his What was his name? I'm talking about Hank Johnson. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> I, I'm talking about a I'm talking about a guy named Aaron. He, he's uh, no, no. He he moved to Alaska and then somehow got big into timber sports, which is what it's called. Yeah, and Timber Sports. You, yeah, yeah. Sounds and like basically, my friend Bob Thompson. It's, uh, you, know, you don't know Bob Thompson? Dude, yeah. fr- Hank Johnson is such a mid- Minnesota name. Well, no, his, name's Hen- his name's Henry. His oh, name's Henry. Henry. And everyone oh. called him Henry growing up, and then he moved away from home and then found a new identity as Hank. And then he became Hank. It's like, I'm yeah, Hank yeah. And yeah. so then he somehow found himself like doing actual logging in Montana. And then ended up moving to Alaska because his real life logging experience translated into timber sports prowess, and now he professionally log rolls and what? climbs uh, logs. <laughs> you do the climb oh, where like, you have like, yeah, the, the rope, yeah, the cord, just, yeah. And you, like so you try can get, to get to the like the Mulan, huge, like the Mulan thing. Get it to yeah, the top exactly of the that. And then yeah. um, chainsaw racing, um, <laughs> so classic. Basically, what is chainsaw yeah. racing? Uh, it's, it's just how fast can you cut stuff? Oh, take a basically. giant, yeah. It's just like you take a giant things. blade, and you cut you cut cookies off of a off of a giant log, and it's how fast you can get cut through the cookie. Yeah, There's people yeah. that do that with uh, with like the the back and forth saw too. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you can do it like that too, but when, when the pro leagues use you all the best equipment, it. they they use competitive grade chainsaws. This is this is AAA. Like, this is AAA sports here, which are hilarious because it's like I don't even know if you'd use a competitive grade chainsaw in like real life situations like for logging, but I imagine if you're like a really like rich logger, you have a personal golden like turbo powered chainsaw. Yeah. Sorry. We got a hey Gideon. Special guest. Hey buddy. Hi Gideon. Hi. Uh, so, okay, so here's what we could do, Natalie. We could take some of these concepts, like we take we take the idea of Sam and Nico enter a timber sports tournament. <laughs> they, they they try to get as far as they can in a timber sport tournament. And then we put that on the green light. And then they we, we, we get is whatever we need to, to spend to make that happen. That's what it costs on Greenlight. Look, I, and then if you can boom. if you can get uh, them on a timber sports thing, it'd be fun to put them through <laughs> tough mutter. I'm just trying to think of all the ways oh, to yeah. I could possibly break their neck. Oh my god, Christian and I did tough mutter, and We've that done was the tough mutter. That was a miserable experience. That was probably one of the it hardest physical things I've ever done. <laughs> so back back in, uh, a few years ago. Um, Sarah and Clint and myself went to uh, the zombie Spartan race. Oh, the zombie runs. And that was freaking crazy because they got like hundreds of extras basically as zombies as you do like a 5K. And basically you start the race with, it's like flag football style where you have three flags on your belt. And, and the zombies the grab the flags. And like the 100 zombies along the track basically are all chasing you constantly. And so it's... It's oh, very, very, very difficult. Like, so in order to stay into the race, you got to um, make sure you're we, keeping yeah, a pace we, where they're not grabbing your flags. Yeah, but, but like, it, it's funny. We did it, like, right after DayZ came out, so we dressed up like DayZ characters with, like, Pepsis and stuff. <laughs> very cool. Um, but the, the difficult part about it is, yeah, obviously escaping the zombies, but the, strat- the, stra- the strategy comes in, like, you're, you're, you're running with other people. So yeah, you need to run fast, but if you can position yourself in the crowd so that like you're not getting grabbed, people yeah. get taken first. That's how you finish it. Um, and so you're always like trying to like be like kind of like in the right position in a crowd, so that way when people get hunted down, like there's people who get weeded out first, basically. <laughs> you try to be it's in the, the whole, center. Like, yeah, it's like uh, like how to how to it's like the whole like how to escape a bear thing is yeah, get a slow friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, know. yeah. <laughs> you don't gotta outrun so, the, the zombie just yeah. the slowest person. I feel like you're being attacked by a zombie right now, Sam. <laughs> I, I, I am. It's <laughs> 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 going crazy. I love, I love how this podcast is just us hanging out now. Yeah, it's, we're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So wait, when did you guys do Tough Mudder? Uh, oh, Studio Seventy One yeah, actually. It was like what, a big. What does a zombie say? What does a zombie uh, say? <laughs> What is it? What does the zombie say? So Christian and I go back. <laughs> yeah, me and Natalie uh, have actually like been five years. Yeah. Me and Natalie have actually been working together for the last five years or so. Studio seventy one, and yeah, it was just one of those like corporate team building things. They were like, the company's going on a tough mutter. Yeah, and so you know you could sign up, and we all you know signed up and ran for Studio seventy one, and yeah, that was and it was, uh, it was I made it up the first mountain and then I passed out of dehydration because I was on a, a diuretic at the time. Oh, no. Uh, which uh, not not a not that, that sounds different than it is. It's a medication mm-hmm. that rids you of body water really oh, really quickly. Just, yeah. Yeah, dehydration. So, uh, yeah. I immediately passed out and then got 
shuttled down the mountain and then they were like do you do you just want to like sit here for a while i'm like no and i just jumped back in the race and found christian randomly <laughs> oh yeah you did find me <laughs> and then yeah, cause i was taking uh, a slower the pace of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah i did finish it but it was i was definitely not you know in the in the front of the pack okay, or nothing. so so what did you have to do that made oh, it so hard? man there well oh, first of all it's like i think a 5k so it's the distance but then there's obstacles throughout so the first the first obstacle was that you had to climb basically an entire mountain yeah the first uh, with yeah like the first huge grade totally yeah the ridiculous. first checkpoint is just a crazy incline but like some of the main obstacles i remember is like you climb up this ladder and you're on this platform that's probably 15 maybe 20 feet in the air and there's this just pool of water at the bottom and you have, and you to, have to rope jump and rope person. swing and like ring a bell and then oh, just yeah. fall right into the water and oh. then there's like this big like wall run where you have to run up a ramp and like get caught at the top and then the one like only sketchy one that i remember is like you're at the very end there's you all get these tased. yeah you get tased oh basically and there's, there's like a bunch of wires hanging there's down. a bunch of wires with open tasers. circuits at the end there's literally no like way, one of the really? last obstacles is like you're running through like a, a wet puddle which is even wilder to me and there's just these cords hanging with like open circuits at the bottom so when you're running through it's just like tapping it you just and you tases feel this, you like, over and over yeah boom like they do that at body. the end at the end of the zombie run they do that too where there's like it all funnels to like a building yeah and it's pitch black inside <laughs> it's just and so- it, there's a sign that just says crawl and you're like all right so you get down real low you can't see anything and there's wires dangling all so if you go up a little too high one of these things touches you and it's just like Duh! yeah it's like jolts it is it's brutal like brutal it's it, like it sucked i mean obviously it it's not a voltage a that can't I mean, I guess permanently hurt you, but like you feel it. No. It it shocks through your body. How, how long was the release waiver? Was it like eight pages? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a like few. That. It was a solid it's couple. Like, yeah, it was it's a couple pages. Uh, yeah, you know. it's pretty bad. That sounds uh, like an experience. It's it. Uh, it sounds like interesting. Like I, I you know, you might. No, be able I, to I feel like it's. No, right I feel like people. it's your jam, Jake. Like I know you're a yeah, runner and stuff. So cool. Like this is. They're super fun. Right up your alley because it was super fun. Like even though it was tough for me, like. By the end, I felt really accomplished, and like, you know, we did it, and got a shirt and a headband, and you know, the whole yeah. thing. But it was a fun it all experience. Goes to, it all goes to charity, so I was, oh, it was, cool. it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, yeah. Well, it, so I got two questions, but since you brought up charity, let's talk about that real quick. Um, oh, so, I was trying to give you a segue right there, James. <laughs> yeah, got it was it. great, great natural segue. Um, no, seriously. So we just did extra life over the weekend. Um, it's the first time that Corridor Digital in any way has like formally participated in it. So, hey, yeah, tell those guys to keep shat it down. Hey, hey, we're recording. Please. We're recording. Podcast. I'm sorry. It's okay. We got, we're, you're in a Christian, you're in a live studio. Yeah, you're in Christian, a, cut that. Yeah, we're in a full. You're good. Um, we're running. No, we we don't we don't we'll cut, cut anything anymore. from this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, um, I'll have no regrets then. <laughs> so, but seriously, um, that's something we talked about doing last year, and then you know we yeah. had the opportunity to work together this year, and you made it happen. So I just yeah. want to say, first of all, like congrats on setting that all up. Um, it sounds yeah. like it was you know like great a great success honestly from from what we were able to do and 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 how everything went but i mean what was it like for you personally yeah and you've been um, doing so, extra life for for years so i mean i'm interested to see yeah, how you got so into I the mean, whole thing and stuff well i mean i initially did it about five years ago um again studio 71 a uh, guy named john carl 
um, basically just like invited people to stop by. And so I went into his apartment, just drank with him a little bit, and then played a, a, a video games for a little while, and then and yeah. then got out of there. Yeah. Um, and then it like became like an actual thing. Um, eventually, I did my own, um, and Nico came to that one, and D came to that one, uh, along with Nick and Carmichael, um, and you guys uh, kind of like pushed it through socials, and that that was a year where like we raised uh, uh, like twenty five hundred even. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, and then last year, I tried to ramp it up a little bit more. I had like a, an actual studio and like a, like an atem like cutting cam- between cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had Freddie and uh, Ren and a few other people come on and uh, push through socials. But like last year. Um, Extra Life was DDoS'd uh, on game day. Um, oh, really? And so, like, uh, basically they lost, like, a bunch of, like, potential donations uh, that would have gone towards, you know, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, mm-hmm. This year they uh, had better protections on that. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I did it through Node. Um, I'm the only one who stayed the 24. Dean did um, almost 12 of them. Uh, Jordan did... Uh, a f- like a solid amount too um and just had people come in throughout the day um we raised uh the final number is eleven thousand one hundred eighty nine dollars that's awesome uh, for children's marathon that that's, was really really cool that's yeah pretty impressive um that's amazing uh so i tuned in a few times and the, i tuned in about 15 minutes before it ended and you guys were at like nine thousand. so what happened yeah the so, last uh, 15 minutes there. Oh, man. The last fi- last 15 minutes, we were like, uh, oh, man, I guess we're just not going to reach our goal. And then, like, somebody out of the blue, like, donated, like, $1,000 wow. just, like, off, off the bat. And I was like, okay, never mind. We're going to reach our goal. Blow past it. Everybody donate now. We're going to read off every single donation. And we're just like... Uh, you know, feigned as much like excitement as that we possibly could because I had not slept in 20 eight hours at that point um and, and ren ren came in with a coffee and and like uh some egg bites for me uh, nice. to to like wake me up and uh yeah in, in that time i think i completed like tetris marathon mode twice uh like perfect score uh <laughs> like on 26 hours of sleep i was just like i was just hype out of my mind just like yeah i'm gonna clear all these lines Red, answer every question. Just, just go, just go, man. <laughs> how, how much Tetris have you played in your life? Oh, to gosh. be able to uh, do that. So now, now this is a thing. Clint uh, keeps challenging me to Tetris. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you in Tetris. I'm gonna beat you in Tetris. <laughs> I'm like, Clint, no, no you're not. And uh, so far, we've been trading it off. Uh, I'm, I, I generally win uh, slightly more uh, than, really? than him. Yeah. Clint is like an uber competitive guy. I don't know yeah. if uh, I don't know if people know that, but as soon as he gets his as soon as he gets his heart on something or like his mind into something, he immediately can't not think about it until yeah. he's until he's like succeeded in, in in whatever his own goal for himself is. Well, we've unearthed the re- revelation that both Clint and I back. I want to say like five, ten years ago. I, I don't know the exact same time frame. Uh, had an obsession with uh, Tetris DS and like uh, doing the wireless play with your friends uh, really? to like verse each other because like that is an insanely competitive scene. 
and I, oh man, oh I did this in college too. I, I, I like had a, I had a group of people who like all never beat me at Tetris. And it yeah. was, it was like the one thing, it was like the one game that I was ridiculously good at. I don't know why. <laughs> like they also wanted to play Starcraft 2 and then I would just get my ass whooped by them. But it was just like, okay, well, uh, do you want to play Tetris? Um, I, I just, I just, I just happened to, you know, kind of be good at this, yeah. this Tetris game. I mean, like, okay. So for me, that's like GoldenEye 64 uh, and, and Halo 1. Those are the, those are the two games that I can like hold my own against mm. almost anyone in that in those two games. I think everybody has like a game that they're just intuitively stupidly good at for no given reason. For uh, Sam I, it's uh what is it that Rainbow Six, Sam? Oh, uh, well, Splinter it was, Cell. It was Splinter Cell Blacklist, Blacklist. but also I it was heard Nico you guys the and best. Me and myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where we 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 had a period there when the game count came out. Well, it was brief, but we played for like 4 or 5 months. And basically, won nine out of ten games. <laughs> I think it's just cool because there's no voice chat or text chat in the, yeah. in the game, so you have to be playing with people you know. So yeah, I, yeah. To I really know. get strategic, I hear you. Yeah. No, you guys were crushing people for for a long time. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have another question about extra life. Um, where did this all come from? Um, I mean, I generally have a, a philosophy that if I can uh, affect change positively, then I'm going to use what platform I have to do that. So um, that gracefully, uh, you guys uh, are, did let me do that. Um, it was really, really cool. But um, ultimately, it was just this thing that I, I wanted to do that, that uh, I had to basically convince everybody else to, to hop on and, and do. And uh, everybody... Especially the audience, like, uh, you know, yeah. just immediately picked up the vibe and, and uh, really, really, like, just saw, like, the intent of what we were doing and trying to make it happen. And then um, um, we, uh, so we were able to raise 11000 doing yeah. that. And, and, and that goes to Children's Miracle Network. Yeah, and Children's Miracle Network is, like, a series of hospitals across the country, like, local to my... Uh, hometown is one called Riley. The one that I raised uh, $7,500 $7, for this year was uh, uh, the Children's Miracle Hospital, or Children's Hospital of LA. I think that's the one over like on Vermont or something. Yeah, my cousin that. used to work there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really cool, it's a really big facility. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we kind of spread it out all over the place. Um, some people... Uh, never ended up like actually uh, showing up, um, but you know I got them to make profiles anyway, and people you know still uh, like left donations for those people, just like uh, trying to get like positive messages out. Like Nico got one out, and then Christian uh, got one out, and people just donated to them, uh, hoping to to you know affect positive change. Um, awesome. And it went to all sorts of different hospitals across the country. Like everybody chose a different one. It was it was really really cool. Um, the awesome. Way that, yeah. Or the, the, that's that's what I liked about like the team dynamic. Just like instead of us doing like corridor digital, going all towards Children's Hospital LA, like yeah, you know, rural areas have you know bigger. Well, first of all, a Children's uh, Children's Miracle Network right now is uh, in many ways like a COVID nineteen relief fund um, because like you know it, children are 
more likely to be affected by it, um, it you know, when they're, like, younger, um, like mm-hmm. baby, babies. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, a, a solid portion of Extra Life this year was about, like, COVID-19 relief. Sure. Um, and uh, so it, it's, it's really good to, like, get, like, a, a bunch of that money out to, like, rural areas uh, where, you know, there's, like, a, a, a generally choke points um, due yeah. to, you know... Yeah, information. A number of factors. Well, in and then income and yeah. population yeah. and yeah. everything. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of factors. Um, that's that's awesome. I'm really glad. And I feel like right now we finally have a big enough team to actually be able to do it properly. Um, yeah. Like like you know with with you and the addition of a few other people this year I, and last year, I feel like we we finally have the infrastructure to to be able to do it and to do it well. So hopefully it's something yeah. we can continue to do um, for for you know as long as it's a thing. Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to to do like some like you know just nice things uh, here and there for like various groups even if it doesn't benefit uh you know us in particular like i mean next week we're shooting at a pug shelter yeah and uh that that i mean we'll, we'll call to action on that just being like hey help the pug shelter like it's 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 just uh i mean that's did, the way that I, I approach doing that's things. gonna be did, a random day fun day do, they, do yeah. they only take pugs uh they take pug crosses uh, and then they take uh dogs that are um like pair bonded with uh, other pugs okay because that would be you know if they were like a strict you know <laughs> and, and and you try to bring like a half pug or like a dog that like is associated with a pug and they're like nah. sorry no, no. Nope. not this that one this ain't a non-pug <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think this is <laughs> uh it's called the pug shelter no, uh it, it's pugs only the, it's specifically the pug shelter because uh, pugs are very often a breed that people kind of abandon after a few years. Really? Uh, due, yeah, due to like due to like their health problems and also the fact that oh. they like stop being stop being cute after like a few years <laughs> and actually become you know a dog right. uh, that you have to take care of. So yeah, that's that's yeah. People are weird about dogs. Like I I you know I feel like you take in a dog, you know you you make a commitment to that dog and. You kind of got to keep that dog unless you give it to somebody else who has a good home for it, you know? Um, sure. But uh, that's just me. No, I totally agree. It's a dog. You, you know, you're t- it's your responsibility if you're going to take that on. Yeah. You shouldn't just, I, you you know, should just like discard it after a couple years because you're tired of it, you know? It's well, like not, yeah. the, not the way. I am excited to finally find out the answer as to whether you can teach an old dog new tricks. That is, <laughs> that is the video. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> okay, um, so Studio 71. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Now, you and Christian both started working there in, what, what was it, 2013? Or um, so? I think I was there slightly 20, before Natalie, but yeah, somewhere around there. He was 2014, I was 2015, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Okay. Because I was there when it was still the collective music yeah and so was i yeah like i i okay. was there when they were shutting the doors on the collective <laughs> the yeah. first week yeah. yeah they were still well, representing it, like godsmack and slash and yeah. martin mm-hmm. lawrence uh, it was yeah. a weird <laughs> it was a weird day seeing like the jonas brothers just walking through the office and then i never saw that ever happen ever again because they shut it down the f- next week i remember when uh we joined with them at corridor um and 
uh, they were still representing music artists, and they gave us tickets to Lincoln like Park, Incub- Incubus Lincoln Park. Yeah, dude, me and Nico were just talking about that concert the other day. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I ever got to go backstage uh, at, at like a big show and uh, kind of see how how the how the wheels turned. Um, and then they, they took us back. John Carl actually took us backstage at WWE, which was amazing. Um, say what you will about the WWE, <laughs> but honestly, I, okay. Here's why I'm a fan. Not not because I like believe the storylines. No, right? of course. But I think did that experience because, kind of make you a fan? Because like you really got to see it. Well, okay. So I was a fan when I was a kid. Yeah, we were super into Hulk Hogan, was. and Ultimate Warrior was my favorite wrestler, and we would watch WCW whenever my dad was not at the house because he thought it was trash TV, <laughs> which it, it is, I mean, especially yeah. for kids. Sure. But, but the thing about it is, as an adult, the thing that makes me still a fan of it is, is the production. It's the most intense, insane, like high-value, high-professional circus literally it's a circus like let's be honest it's a straight up circus they go from town to town they got the same act right they repeat it and they expand on this but it's it's more than that they have writers they have merch they've got tv they've got uh youtube they've got every platform they've got pay-per-view like the, the 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 whole logistical like thing of it i can't even i i can't even wrap my head around what mm. building blocks are, are you're Vince McMahon and you're 25 years old or whatever? Like, <laughs> what what do you do? You know, what do you, what what what? I think it, it's it's the it's the theatrics that like I I mean I'm not I'm not like a huge wrestling fan, but I I see it kind of like uh, if you if you know like anything about drag or anything like that, it's just like something yeah. that's so ridiculously off the top uh, and like appeals to such a specific like niche. Yeah, that, like uh, it. it, it it's it's hard not to like watch that and just be like, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like it, it, and that's what makes it fun, and that's what makes it funny and stuff, you know. Um, and not to mention, it's like action. There is an element of sportsmanship and danger. I mean, like inherent a, within those matches. It's a stunt show. It's a big it, stunt it show. Is. It, it literally is. It's a huge stunt show because it's all set up, and they're like, okay, you know, we know kind of how this is going to go, but. We don't know. But, how yeah, it's but we're running. Go. But we're running stunts still, so you know. Yeah, you don't know. Live, live stunts in front of you know. I mean, like, it's comparable to like you know Nitro Circus. It's like yeah, sure they know the tricks they're gonna do and stuff, but it's like it's live. So yeah, if a crash but happens, even, a crash happens, and this but is even Nitro it. Circus doesn't have the level of extremities like the the you know when it comes to like the way that they've diversified oh, totally. and, and monetized that business. I mean, like honestly, I. I can't say enough good things about it. Like, I know it's ridiculous, and I know that it's it's totally over the top. But as a as a business, it's it's amazing to watch. You have it to really respect is. the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you guys started there, uh, 2013, 2015. Christian, I remember when you were uh, with Big Frame. Yeah, that was the that. Tra- that was the transition. It was rip. And, yeah, yeah, rip. It was right? MCM to MCM. But yeah, technically I wasn't ever employed by Big Frame. I was Mr. Guitar Man, sister company, Big Frame all just because, you know, husband and wife duo over there. And um, that's when we did Sync. Yeah, with Bama. We, with we, the, yeah, with Bama. Yeah, Bama. Bama. Yeah, yeah. Rip. Yeah, rip. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you, I mean, 
yeah, Jake, you introduced me to the YouTube world technically, and because I, you know, 2010, we lived in the same building. 2011, we lived in the same house. Yeah. And I was actually funny that you mentioned Jonas Brothers, Natalie. I was working with the Jonas Brothers for the longest time. Um, turned that internship into a job, and then that like just fell off. And Jake was like, "Well, hey, my management company, I can introduce you," which was Big Frame at the time, which introduced yeah. me to Jill, which introduced me to the whole wow. world of YouTube. And then, uh, yeah, it was Joe to then Studio Seventy One, and and yeah, that whole that whole. Circuit. It does sometimes get to me like how ridiculously small of a world like this ended up being. Like, and, and I I just came out of like nowhere, like. It, from Indiana like five years ago and just kind of ended up in the middle of it and everybody knows each other and it's it's pretty great. Yeah, I think that's one thing. I don't know if people know uh, kind of on the outside looking in, but, you know, it it, it, it might seem like, oh, hey, you know, um, who, who who's this or who's that or, you know, but but oftentimes the, the connections and the, the relationships that people make uh lead to to other things in the future and so like you know um natalie you're talking going back uh at least five years i think it's six at this point yeah yeah yeah. um and then you know christian that's like a well dude i've known you guys for a decade now which is crazy to me you know because like even before i was working in youtube like you would invite me down to hunter street just as my roommate Right, and so I met Sam and that way, out. and just hang out and play with foam swords, and I'm like learning that you guys make videos and stuff. See, it all goes back to the swords. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really does come full yeah. circle. Uh, so I, I really think we should make that uh, Japanese sword. I mean, maybe um, it's probably going to be ridiculously expensive. Oh That's yeah, my guess. I, I've, I've probably, I was going to say, I'll, have you I'll done send, the research? I'll send you a- I've done the research. It, okay, what it'll if, cost what you if, a pretty penny. What if we do this? What if we do this? We 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 figure out how much it is to make, and then we factor in uh, flight and lodging, and we pick one subscriber from the site, quarterdigital.com, mm-hmm. one person who backed the project, and we if we fly we bring them out here to their house. Oh, we go there. Yeah, we fly to their house. And, and we, do the ceremony from yes. Kill Bill, where I present him the sword. So we follow the process of making it, but we got to factor in the cost of going to gift it to that person. Because yes, I can. Weird. I can truly say this is the finest sword I've ever constructed. Yeah. If you and, may encon- encounter God, God will be cut. <laughs> so, and then not only do we get a, an amazing like node video of just doing that part of it, but then we have a sick build video. That sure. is like for the subs, and we have maybe maybe it's even a series of videos just for the site. I think Dude, that would be. I have a, really I have a whole list of things that are too expensive for my budget that I would love to build. There we go. This is the next green light show for you. I'll figure it out. Uh, if you <laughs> guys you like that idea, honestly, let us know in the comments because we would totally do that. Um, yeah. And they'll it might, be pretty. Yeah, it might take a few months, but uh, you know. Um, It'll happen. By the way, the other yeah. green light shows are in progress. Functional filmmaking is almost ready to shoot on Friday. We're, Everything's there. We're getting yeah, it happening. Setting up the studio right now to film functional filmmaking. So yep. all you uh, website subscribers, it's all coming. Yep. And then, and then yep. yeah. Son of a Dungeon. Son of a Dungeon is going to be ready to go pretty quickly yeah, here I mean, now, too. I think we're yeah, going to bust that out right away in January because 
the, all the tech is ready for it. We just, uh... Yep, just gotta plan a couple, few-hour sessions for some D&D. It's nice to see how the other shows are coming along. They are. They are. We're gonna have to make them. People are... That's gonna probably be ready to go in, like, March, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, all these videos we're doing in the studio right now are kind of working towards that. Also, yeah, shout out to Daniel. Like, um, is awesome. So, to, to talk about a few other developments on the site, I know we always talk about the subscribers on yeah. this podcast, but that's because it's the true tons. So, so here, before you the, hop into this, especially at this point, yeah. this. you gotta um, go. My, my, kid, my kids are starting to go okay. a little wild right now. I think I have to bounce here. Okay, go, go do daddy duty. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go. Let's take a moment of silence for Sam's Sam. Sam's time away. Fatherhood calls. All right. Okay. All right. See you, buddy. Later. Carry on with the developments. See we you. will. Um, we will. See so, you see you, Sam. See you, Sam. So, uh, phase two. That's what we're moving into next year. Um, we've gotten a lot of questions about, uh, hey, can I buy more producer points? We've gotten... All of these different... So, first one. That's been, been one of the big ones. Short answer is yes. We are going to come up with a feature where you can buy more producer points. Um, but it is going to be a cap because we don't... And it, so, it'll be like packages. You can buy X amount of points for X amount of dollars up to a certain amount because we don't want to... We don't want like one oh, angel oh, investor type thing. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to over-influence the shows. Well, so. it, should, it should ultimately feel like another Patreon kind of platform instead of like, you know, somebody just donating like Exactly, yeah. We, so the, that's a good point. The thing that we're... The thing that also distinguishes it from like a traditional Kickstarter and the reason why it's now currently viable for us and, 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 the, and the, the way that we can scale it over time is, is because of uh, the recurring subscription model. So when a show gets financed, that means there's enough subscribers who have been on the site for long enough to make that show uh, affordable to, to, to create. Yeah. Then the other side of that is then those people can stay, when those people stay on the site after that show gets made, you now all of a sudden have the ability to take that extra money and to put it, it back into the site so that you can then make bigger shows, hire a few more people, and start to scale the thing properly over time. Now, that takes time, but that is that is a key distinction. So we don't want to just like offer, hey, 15,000 points, and then one person yeah, pays one for person it one time, it and then it green... Yeah, because that's not really the model that, that, that's functional, but we will have the ability to purchase more producer points. Um, yeah. And then we're going to do uh, green light days, probably maybe maybe up to four times a year, where it's a, it's a special, where uh, if you sign up, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast or you're watching stuff on YouTube, we'll put out a video and we'll say on YouTube, Hey uh, guys, you have seven days to sign up for the site. The the eighth day is green light day, meaning that if you sign up by that day, your producer points are worth double. Uh, if you sign up in that period, or if you upgrade in that period, um, and then we're going to introduce a premium tier because we have all these people on Patreon right now. That was sort of like you know that was our all the people on Patreon. Like I, I seriously, we should have them all. We should give them like a dinner or something. Right, I don't, something. I, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, because what once because the plan is eventually like we want to offer the same thing that we have at Patreon just through the site. 
But Patreon was the thing that sort of started it all. And it's the thing that kept us going for a long time. And it's the thing that we sort of took the idea of that model and built it into the site. And so we have a huge amount of like, I guess there's a huge amount of emotion really for, for that. And so I want to make sure that people can continue to get those types of benefits if they want. So we're going to offer a premium membership tier, uh, which effectively is is a carryover from Patreon. And then we'll, we'll obviously ask all the people on Patreon to to, to move over um, in a, eventually integrating Patreon into the site. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another thing. And then obviously we're going to drop more shows uh, on Greenlight. We're going to have I more ideas. Love, I would love to see the next round of what what we come up with i the I green light shows there's a lot of people around here who like have like some really solid ideas that you know maybe you'll actually see it's pretty yeah cool. yeah exactly so that would be that's that's gonna take you know probably i would say probably two to three months to like actually build out the new slate of shows and then introduce it with trailers and all the you know bells and whistles that go along with that so that's probably like a spring sort of thing um, and then, uh, there's a few other things. Um, oh, uh, people have been asking, can you open this up to other creators? Can other creators give you an idea? Uh, again, yes on that. Um, but we want to make sure that we get our, we get our foundation right first. Like we want to do the shows that have already been greenlit. We want to like put a few more in and then, and, and really like, get a good flow of work going so that when we ask other people, when we go out to like, say we go out to Freddie or, you know, wh- whoever, uh, some of the, some of the other people that we've been creating with for a while. And we say, Hey, do you have an idea? We don't want to be, we want to be able to follow through on that it, with an infrastructure that's already in place. Um, and so that's just going to take a little bit of time to build, but that's, that's the goal. Um, so I don't know. Stuff. I, yeah, I, it's it's kind of amazing that we didn't think about doing this sooner. I'm super glad that Scott uh, came along and and actually has put in the time to to make it possible with us. Um, and then obviously having Griffin, uh, you know, to be able to curate and produce all the graphics, Just everything, the, gra- yeah, the whole aesthetic yeah. you see on the website, right? You know, it's it's yeah. good to have people like that. So, yeah, there's a ton still that we're going to be doing with it. And, uh, you know, if you start if you signed up right when we put it out, you know, now is coming into December and then into the beginning of the year. That's when we're going to start to prove out some of these green light shows. Um, So, again, we'll be talking all about it as it comes out. But I'm super excited if you can't tell from me blabbing on about it for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be yeah. all good stuff. I'm, I'm excited to see Carmichael back in the office. We're getting functional filmmaking going. He's ready for it's, Son of it's a Dungeon. It's really nice to have him back. Yeah. He's back from the dead. He's back. So. Our shining boy. Yeah, it's definitely some of the most exciting stuff we got going on right now. So, Hell yeah. Um, okay. Well, hey, uh, this was awesome. This was super fun. Yeah, good um, stuff. Yeah, I know we had Sam's crying baby. So thanks to Gideon for the uh, for the cameo. Yeah, thanks for popping in. And Young uh, Gideon, yeah, I wonder um, what what age you'll be when you're going through all this content and watching it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> dude, do you guys ever crazy. do that? Do you ever go back and watch old videos? Oh, and, totally, like, dude. I mean, that's yeah. funny about our line of work. It's like we have a vlogs and videos that are basically a scrapbook of who we were back in the day. 
you know, even from back and like I watched the Gravity Gun BTS a long time ago. I was like, dude, I was just like a producer for hire on this show, and now we're here yeah. doing it all. You know, so it's it's yeah. it's crazy to all come full circle. Hell yeah! All, all right, right, it's Jake's about that time. Out. It's about time to play us out, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around. Subscribe to Quarter Cast if you're not already. Good to be on the cast. Thank you, Natalie. Been a while. For joining us. Thank you, Christian, for joining us. And Sam, wherever you are, come on back, come on back. And Sam, wherever you are, I hope you're putting your babies to sleep because I got to do the same thing right now. Thanks, everybody. See you later.